Blog Talk Radio. Hey, good morning, everyone. As you can tell, each week my voice is starting to come back stronger and stronger. And I got to tell you, boy, am I glad for that because I have a uh, unique situation. There's a brand new based business radio network that is launching internationally. And I have been asked to be the news news anchor for this radio network. I am excited about it. It's going to be some fun times. The weekend has been phenomenal. We just opened up two levels of membership on MLM Help Desk. We have our free limited version where you can get the editorials, you can get the newscasts on a weekly and a daily basis. Uh, we're going to have some fun with that. We're going to have breaking news reports. But we are also, starting today, are adding some premium content that are only available for members. That's $10 a month. And I guarantee you the information that will be given is far over that. We're getting ready to launch a brand new, I think it's a seven-part series on compensation plans that you're going to be able to enjoy. Today we're in Dave Ramsey's sixth chapter, Don't Flop Whoppers, A Practical Guide to Launching Your Dream. Is that not what most of us on this radio show want to do? We got into direct selling, network marketing, MLM for a reason. Somebody talked to us. We saw something that we liked. We said, man, I I want to be part of that. I, I believe in that product, that service, that crusade. Sadly, a lot of people get into business for the money. And sometimes that's how... That's how a lot of networkers get started, especially the women in this business. They just want to—they want to get a little something started. But what I want everybody to take away from today's show is network marketing isn't the only answer. It's just one small piece of the equation of what we call Soho, small office, home office—that that home base, that micro macro business opportunity when you get started. Listen to what Dave says here. He shares some stories that I think are pretty good. He was standing in his garage full of uncertainty and a healthy dose of desperation in 1972 was an energetic, young, entrepreneur leader to be. The garage wasn't anything special, and if it weren't for his wife, passion, her, his wife's passion for cleanliness, it would have been dusty or even dirty. They made pre-cut picture frames that you could assemble yourself in those days, and they still do. He and his wife worked at night, as did their kids as they got older. A background in retail made our young entrepreneur dream and know that his company could be big. Starting with only $600 in a dream, this 30-something-year-old began to build a business that eventually became wildly successful. The man's name's David Green, and he built Hobby Lobby with more than 12,000 employees. Now they own Mardell's bookstores. It's huge, all starting from an Oklahoma garage. Or how about this one? In 1946, there was a small, nondescript grill in South Atlanta. World War II had just ended, and an extremely ingenious young man decided to get into the restaurant business. He purchased clean and drove this little place called the Dwarf Grill, later to become the Dwarf House, into what we know today is Chick-fil-A, a billion dollar. Matter of fact, it's the first ever privately owned billion dollar fast food restaurant. 
man that started that was Truett Cathy. It's amazing how the list can go on and on. I mean, when you think about it, you realize in 1972, George Ballas got frustrated with his weeds in his yard, and he figured out that with a thick fishing line twirling fast, he could cut grass and created a category creator that still today is called the weed eater. Do you realize that like Kleenex and Vaseline, the word weed eater is used synonymously with that niche? It doesn't matter if you buy a Toro or what you buy. Everybody calls them weed eaters. All of these started with ideas. They were not network marketing businesses. Or how about, let's let you say, Troy, that's easy back then. Let's, let's bring it to the 21st century. You know, a small guy got started and wasn't doing very good in, in Texas, Houston. Just wanted to be in the blind business. Just selling blinds is all he was doing. So he was doing pretty good, making a living. In 1993, he paid $1,500 to launch his website. A few years later, he upgraded it to 3000 In 2001, what started in his garage became a virtual excuse me a virtual business and in 2001 what we know as blinds.com became the world's largest virtual company selling blinds nobody else even comes close millions and millions and millions of dollars stay they don't have a, a storefront anymore all they do is send the blinds out look at it think about it we all start part time now there's two ways and Dave talks about this, but I want, I want to focus on this real quick. There's two ways to get into a home-based business. Because you need extra money to pay the bills and because you have a passion for something. And as we go through this chapter today and dig deep into this, I want you to think about why are you in the network marketing that you're in today? You may be in the wrong company. All because of what we learn in here. See, micro-business begin, begins at any time as a small business. Network marketing, direct selling, that's part of that. But so is franchises. So are other things that you get started. Sometimes a person will start a small franchise just using a mobile, a mobile van that they have. You know, Dave tells some stories about kids. He, for one, to pay for his college education because he didn't believe in debt, He'd go door-to-door in the middle of the winter and ask people if they wanted to buy some firewood. Southwestern companies out of Memphis hires college kids in the summertime to sell their books. Cutco Cutlery, another direct-selling company, focuses on college kids to sell their knives. Part-time jobs with a short-term goal, doing it for the money to fund their bigger passion. Stay-at-home moms a lot of times get into part-time businesses. My mom got into Tupperware to help supplement our income. She got into Mary Kay to to be able to pay for better vacations and to pay for Christmas. Now, she had a passion to help make ladies beautiful. She works for Lancome Cosmetics and several other companies. People get into business daily because of their passions. As a matter of fact, one young person, Jason Drogue, 
he loved to play golf and one day realized there's a lot of golf clubs sitting around in people's garages because people really didn't love to play golf. They just wanted to do it. So he started going to garage sales, buying up these, cleaning them up, straightening them up, doing whatever golf club dudes do. Four years later, he's making $2 million a year on eBay. Another young 19-year-old did it with baby strollers. I'm telling you all this because I'm I'm sick and tired of seeing critics. And since Dave wrote about this, I thought I'd use it. I'm tired of critics out there and people getting frustrated because they're in network marketing. They think it's the greatest thing out there, and then they they don't realize that it's hard work. Sometimes I think we jump on the hype, we jump on the greed, we jump on the crap, and you know why we do it? We're really hoping it's a pyramid scheme. We can just make quick money and then go back to what we were doing. In this chapter, Don't Flop Whoppers, Dave's making it very clear. If you want to be in business for yourself, which is the backbone of America, there's all kinds of stuff you can do. And, yeah, we're going to talk about what he says about network marketing. But have you ever asked yourself, when is it time to jump? When is it time to do something else? You know, Dave shares a story. I think it's very unique. It's about a guy that works for him, a young kid that wanted some extra money, listened to what Dave said, and said, man, I can do this pizza thing. I'll deliver pizzas. He did some analysis, figured out how and when and where and why he could make the most tips because that's how he really got paid. By the time he got his strategy down, not only was he making the best tips, his manager got so jealous at the money that he was making that he said, man, you, 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 need, to, you need to do more pizzas on your runs. Make more money. Well, the guy wanted more money for himself, but... In this case here, John already knew I can't do more than three deliveries at a time or I cut down the pizzas, get cold, and I'll I'll screw up my whole system. So he quit. Greed. Not on John's part, on the owner's part. See, we get excited about our network marketing opportunity. We get excited about about our life. We we want to go share it with everybody. We start making two or three hundred bucks a month. We start making a thousand bucks a month and and now we say, okay, we're going to jump full-time. What do you mean you're going to jump full-time? You make 70000 at one job, now you're only making 12000 here, and you're going to go full-time because somebody says if you went full-time, you could do better. We have that gigantic month where we make $5,000 because, man, we just we just brought in some great people. Or it was Christmas, and we sold a lot of, lot of product. Or you're in Primerica or Keller Williams or prepaid legal where you sell some big policies sell a big life policy or big mutual fund or you sell a piece of real estate or you you get a benefits package with an employee and man you're rocking art williams taught me something a long long time ago you don't jump part-time to full-time until you're doing ten thousand dollars a month in residual income every month through the door for at least a minimum of six months dave takes it a step further he says So when is it time to quit your day job so that you can devote all your energies to your new small business? Most people get excited that they tend to want to quit too soon. He said, I suggest you wait until the boat pulls up to the dock before you jump in. He says, what I mean is if you quit your day job before you get the small business net income up high enough, you'll miss the boat and get all wet. He said, there's two things. When helping an entre leader decide when it's time to make the jump to full time. One, how much are you making as a percentage of your day job? 
One young entre leader named Tim called to ask me if he should should or could quit his full-time job and make the jump. Last year, he made 6000 in his part-time graphic arts business. He works as a graphic artist for a big company making 70000 a year. When we heard that, you and I, when we hear that, you and I instantly know it's too far of a jump. He goes, I recommend that he have one year of making at least 45000 from his side job, then make the jump. This does two things. One, we know that he can actually make a living as a small business owner. And two, with making 70000 at the day job plus 45000 from his business, he should be able to build a nice cushion in his savings account. You should always have that savings account, that emergency fund, with at least six months to a year's salary setting there to help you through those startups. The second factor, Dave says, is when deciding if you're ready to jump is to consider how the income is trending in the small business. Is it going up or down? If you do 500 one month, 1,000 the next month, 3,000 the next month, 10,000 the next month, you're probably on a good trend. Plain and simple. Another thing that we want to look at, and Dave looks at this, he says, time to expand your business. Network marketers don't have this issue. They're just constantly churning people. It's a big sales business. We're going to talk about that in a second. But if you're a small business owner and you think you need more than one, I'm going to tell you what, you better make sure that first one is rock solid and total. Because anytime you take away, it's just like a church. You start to take a new campus, build a new campus, you're going to take people away from the foundation, and if it's not strong enough, it will flounder. Matter of fact, we used to own a restaurant. If I ever did it again, I'd have one location and that's it. Build that one thing. Dave talks about a higher calling. See, there's two reasons to work, Dave says. We work for money to provide food, shelter, and so on, and we work for a higher calling. I have told people year after year after year, if you're in network marketing, if you're in direct sales of any kind, if you're in a party plan, MLM, whatever it's called, you can be in a single-level company. I'm going to do a thing on Rada Cuttery because they're just a beautiful little company. If you're doing anything like that, you better be marketing the product because you love the product or what the product does for people. If you're under one of these cockamamie ideas that you can sell any type of widget, that it doesn't matter, that all you're, you're doing is just driving in more people, then you're wrong. And your business will never succeed to the level that other people can. Matter of fact, I would challenge you to go pick up the Forbes 400 and show me one billionaire in America today that launched their business for the money. It was always a higher calling. There was always something else that they were going after. There's no doubt that there are times, as Dave explains, that you have to work for the money. You lose your job. You just need to go deliver pizzas or whatever you got to do. You got to work for the money. You got to go take a, a, a job at Walmart. You got to work for the money. You got to go flip whoppers for a bit. You got to work for the money. But you should be driving to a bigger cause because you will not be content, be happy, be satisfied, be anything. You'll be always looking for something else if you settle for just the money. After a while, you start to understand another big fancy car, another big fancy house, more cash in the bank, more trips is not going to fill the void in your heart. Matter of fact, not even more giving if you're not fulfilling the purpose that you're supposed to be there. 
that's just the way it is. For many years, I worked for my father-in-law as a caterer. He was an executive chef at one of the largest Presbyterian churches in the world, over 12,000 members at the time. He had a different type of luncheon, dinner, meeting, something going on. I met famous people from Sam Walton all the way down. It was fun to work for him, but it was not my calling. But something that Dave talks about in here and something that I've always done, it's biblical, it's scripture, is that when I work for somebody, I give them my all as if I was working for Christ. Because in my book, I'm working for the man. So I challenge you, if you have to work for money right now, you better give it your all. But you better not lose focus of where your dreams are. Passion matters. Calling matters. Seth Godin writes this, and Dave puts it in his book. He says, instead of wondering when your next vacation is, maybe you should set up a life where you don't need to, a life that you don't need to escape from. What is it that, that, Middle-class America looked forward to that week or two weeks vacation. My dad worked long enough as a Teamsters truck driver. He had four-week vacations, and he took it all. After thinking about what Seth wrote and the way Dave wrote it in here. I don't know much about Sir Richard Branson except what the public says, but I know that two weeks at least out of the year, they go to their islands in the Caribbean, and they just downtime, no cell phones, no nothing. Matter of fact, part of it burnt down the other day strictly because he doesn't have a fire department. But they get away and they enjoy that life. They go all kinds of places throughout the year, but that's their one little hideaway. What a life that would be. He even rents that out to other people and brings his friends there and lets them hang out. See, you've got to create the life that you were intended to create, and network marketing might be that. But there's so much crap that goes on that people don't get. And then they say, I failed. And they take it personally. Listen to what Dave writes here. Money is great, but it is ultimately an empty goal. Bigger houses, bigger cars, and even more giving is just not big enough to keep you creative and energized throughout your life. You have to have a passion, a higher calling to what you engage with. Malcolm Gladwell wrote, Hard work is a prison cell only if the work has no meaning. If you got into network marketing because you really thought that it was going to be easy, you really thought that all you were going to have to do was open up your two lips, rattle your tongue between your teeth, and everybody was going to say yes, then let me share something really quick with you so you understand this. Direct Selling, network marketing, MLM, party plan, whatever you call it, is hard work. Next to launching a church, I believe it's the hardest work out there because unlike being a sales manager at a traditional retail outlet in charge of five or six sales guys, you're leading a volunteer organization that doesn't have to follow you, period. So when you get this cultish type attitude where you say, do it my way or the highway, and, and, and that's been passed up since the 60s, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen in the 21st century. People are going to follow you for a while. 
And then when they find out that you're just blowing smoke up their butt and that they've been following your visions and your dreams, your sales will diminish, your team will diminish, and the criticism will explode through the roof. Now, that isn't all your fault because you got people that are looking for a pyramid scheme. So they're hoping that that's what they found. See, this is a two-way street. Everybody's involved. We're going to get into that in a minute. I want to get back to Dave's book because it's so powerful today. Passion matters. Do you realize that back when when Orville and Wilbur Wright were focusing in on launching that first airplane, that they were doing it without any cash? I know a lot about the Wright brothers because Paige's great-great-uncle was in the picture when that first plane flew because he worked with them. It was pretty cool. But the funny thing about all this is the fact that Samuel Piermont, who was a, a Harvard teacher, what do you call them, professors, had been given 50 grand by the government because they really thought he had what it took to get the first plane off the air. He had the money, he had the prestige, he had the press. What he didn't have was the passion that the Wright brothers did. They really wanted it to fly. They believed it could fly. They were so passionate, and they understood that failure was part of it, that they would take five complete planes with them each day because they knew they were going to crash. They would usually crash about five times. By the next day, they'd start all over. You have to have that passion. you got to learn how to select the right business. And I want to tell you, I'm talking about network marketing because that's where most of our people hang out at. Home-based business of some kind. Listen, here's the three things. Take this away with you today. If you're going to get into network marketing, you need to be like my friend Casey that called me last Friday and we were talking because he's a passionate real estate investor, owns owns all kinds of uh, self-storage units, apartment complexes from Florida to Chicago said, Troy, I know this network marketing crap can work. That's easy for me. I, I just, I, But I seem to be floundering. And as he was talking to me, I said, well, you know, I, every, every other word seems to be how much passion he had in his real estate and what he'd learned and how he taught people and what he did and all that. And I said, then why are you selling potions and lotions? He goes, what? I said, I don't understand why you're trying to, to, to put a square peg in a round hole. You need to be looking for network marketing companies that complement your calling in life, what you love to do. So see, when you're selecting your network marketing business, it's very simple. Here's the three things you've got to look at. What's your skills and ability? What is it that you're trained at? What are your natural talents? What is it you love to do whenever there's no money involved? I love woodworking. Carving, turning wood, building things. That's my passion. If I could find a network marketing company just focused 100% on woodworking, I might even go back out in the field. I love that stuff. Number two, what's your personality traits? If you're not sure what your personality traits are, send me a private email. I'll be more than happy to set you up with a good friend of mine, Dawn Billings, who can help take care of that. She's got a free test. You can check it out. I'll send it to you. And you can find out what your personality is so that you find out the right company. You know, if you're an analytical person, really good with math, network marketing is probably not going to be at the top of the list for you 
because it's an emotional people business. And the third thing, your values, your dreams, and your passion. I drive Ford vehicles. Every, every vehicle in my driveway is a Ford. I couldn't just go drive it. I couldn't go sell a Chrysler product. I mean, I love the old the old Chargers and the old Hemis, the Barracudas, the Roadrunners. Not like I'd love Mustangs, T-Birds. I'd have a problem. Skills and abilities, personality traits, values, dreams, and passions. That will take it to the next level. See, if you follow your calling, it gives you that path that you're looking for. When you have that, when you have that, that calling, that passion, that pa- guess what happens? The obstacles that are going to come in any home-based business, you'll be able to overcome those. That won't be no big deal to you because you're driven by something deeper. Let me tell you something else. Dave, Dave validated this for me. If you're in your 50s and you say, Troy, it sucks right now, man. I lost my job. I'm going through my savings. Nobody wants me. I'm going to tell you something. According to what Dave shows right here, it's his observation as a financial counselor with over 20 years, the decade of the 50s is likely to be the greatest income decade of your life. I'm a few years away from 50, but you know what? That gave me some more motivation, put a little fuel in the tank. So let's dig in the last few minutes. It doesn't take long for us to dig into stuff. Network marketing, work-at-home scams, all of that. Listen to me right now. If you see it on TV and it says, spend $49 and let me give you this business in a box, run. Now, if it's $9.99 for a DVD, it might be worth your time. Get the DVD, look through it. i got a good friend of mine, Russell Bronson. That's what he does. He gives a lot of good content. But the odds are, it, it, all it's going to do is stress you out and frustrate you. If you've got some guy that says $5,000 and I'll teach you how to be in business for yourself, $1,500, you never have to recruit anybody. Those are scam crap. Run from that. Don't do that stuff. There's no shortcuts in life. If you're looking for a pyramid scheme, then buy the crap. But if you're looking for a real home-based business entrepreneur, stay away from it. If you're a mom right now, man, there's all kinds of great websites you can go on out there and look for things. You know, there's ladies out there that make millions a year showing other people how to, how to save on coupons and how to find the right deals. Do you know there's companies that pay some of these ladies for that? It's pretty awesome. You know, there's a family out of Birmingham making money just showing people how to save money. There's all kinds of stuff you can do. Hey, if you're thinking about a franchise, be very cautious. one out of five people usually fail in a franchise, and yet you've got all that debt that's piled up over you. Here's what Dave says about network marketing. Multi-level marketing, network marketing, direct sales are the names used by those in that type of a company to describe how their business model works. The distractors call them pyramids, but they are not. They are legitimate businesses. A good MLM is one that you can find where the people are passionate about making money, selling the products to their friends and family. The bad thing about network marketing is every now and then you'll find people that are that are they run their whole organizations 
under hype and greed. They hype it like crazy. They lie about it. They tell you, buy up all this stuff and, and front load it. Don't tell your husband you're putting it on your credit card. Don't tell your wife that that's what's in the shed. You run from that. Hype causes people to get excited, and they violate their own best standards of practice for business. They violate their own their own value systems. And when you put that greed and that hype together, millions of people can get hurt. Charismatic leaders can get you to run everywhere. And you want to run from that. That's not what you want. There are great companies and great leaders in this in this industry, in this profession, this community I call home. Matter of fact, if you've had some bad experiences, I challenge you to join me at the networkmarketingadvocates.com. Become a member over there as we fight together to raise the standard and make people proud. Dave Ramsey has a lot of friends that have made millions and millions of dollars, and Dave Ramsey's been in network marketing. But Dave Ramsey understands that the hype and the greed is what causes this industry to have the black eye that it does. Tomorrow, we start in Chapter 7. Business is easy until people get involved. Amen to that one. Hiring, firing, and personality styles. You are going to have a blast with tomorrow's chapter. Live life like it's an epic adventure. I'll see you at the top. If you're enjoying this series, give us a shout-out on Facebook, Twitter, or send us an email. We'll see you tomorrow morning. Bye now.